now. Oh, so stupid. Welcome to the Westcoast <laughs> Show. If you're just joining us on podcast, Jackson used to drive a gold minivan, and I forgot to start the podcast machine. All right, you're up to speed. <laughs> oh, man, that's so stupid. Hey, it's all right. All right. all right, you're in. All right, we're starting the headlines now. Um, so last night, the Dyer, 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 the Dodgers advanced to the first World Series since 1988. That's shocking to me. It's been that long? Yeah, I don't know. I guess they were they weren't great for a while, but twenty nine year drought. So much money in the past like five to ten years that it just seems like I don't know that they would have been there. They're kind of a historical franchise that is a big spender like the Yankees. And right. The fact that it's been twenty I don't know. When I heard that number, I was shocked. Right. It's, well, and I don't know. It seems like thirty is about the general general drought in which teams get back into the World Series. I mean, we've seen that the last few years. Obviously, the Cubs, 100-year drought, that that was kind of substantial. They had been to World Series, though, right? Right, they never, right. They I guess that's won, since won a win. It. Yeah. True. Uh, but, I mean, prior to that, the, the New York Mets were a 30-year drought. Yeah. Just to the get Royals to the World Series. The time. Royals were a 30-year yeah. drought. Yeah. Exactly. And then this one's 29. So maybe that's just the window, you know? You Unless get in, you're like you gotta the Yankees wait. Like, or the Red Sox, then so, it's like, oh, it's been four years since my team's been in the World Series. Yeah. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was my impression of a Red Sox and a Yankee fan. Hmm. You have good impersonations. I gotta Thank tell you, you what. Um, Thank you. But last night, Dodgers beat the reigning World Series champion Cubs, yes. who will not repeat. It's officially breaking news here on the West Coast Bias Show. <laughs> the, the Cubs, Cubs will not repeat. Good for us. Yeah, good for us. But uh, Kike, Kike, Kike Hernandez, three homes. blew up. Yeah, three tater tots with seven RBIs on the side. Which is, Whew. if I remember correctly, that is how many runs the Chicago Cubs scored in the whole series with seven. Hmm. Which wow. is, I mean, it, this was just. Uh, it's hard to hard to f- see whoever comes out of the AL. I mean, most likely the Yankees at this point, but we'll see if the uh, Astros have uh, any magic in them. Uh, but it's just hard to ew. see them competing with this Dodger team. They have ew. just been a. They've I don't know. They were the best right. team in the regular season. They had a, they right. had a skid that we've talked about on this show before, but throughout this series against a very very good Cubs team, and in their last series against the Diamondbacks, which they swept, they look practically unstoppable. So. Right. They look. I mean, they look darn near bulletproof. I mean. I, uh, I I don't know what I mean, and you know the biggest thing that I, I felt because there were good Dodger teams in the past in the playoffs in the previous few years, but I think the thing that really sets this year apart is it, it seems like Clayton Kershaw is on a whole different. Le- I mean, it, yeah, there's been years in the past where he's pitched terribly in the playoffs, like Basically doesn't even look year. like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but this year Clayton Kershaw is actually looking like a competent pitcher in the playoffs. Oh, Light yeah. the beacons. That yeah. means they could win probably. Probably. That's why I yelled, light the beacons, oh. to alert the fans. Oh, I see what you did there. 11-1. to one. Eleven Shut to one. out the Cubs. One of the more um, explosive offensive teams in the entire league, the Chicago Cubs, top to bottom, their lineup has maybe the most home run ability of any team. But Yeah, and it was, I mean that, as someone who is not a Cubs fan and who, I wouldn't call, say I'm a Dodger fan, but they're one of my favorite teams in the NL. I usually cheer for them if they're around. One of my favorite professors last year was a Dodger fan, and I can't even remember how it happened. I think just because I was a sports guy, she started talking to me, and I was like, yeah, like the Dodgers are really fun. Like, Yasiel Puig is one of my favorite players. Well, I mean, And then we got into it, so now I'm always like thinking of her and like, all right, I got to cheer for the Dodgers because of Melissa. Well, I was going to say, we can shout That's, her out. Melissa was super-duper yeah, cool. Melissa like, McCoy was the best. Like, yeah. 
yeah, I, I was I worked with her at at the Cayman last year under yep. your tutelage, I suppose. But yeah, no, she she's very very cool. Um, L.A. Times. Glad for her. Is that right? Uh yeah, she's been she's been everywhere. Melissa's been everywhere. the best. She's writing a book now. Ooh. Is it called My Time with Jackson Wagner? It better be. That's all. I, no, it's about it's about like Vietnam War veterans, I believe. Ooh, very serious topic. Should be yeah. Should be very very good. Yeah, she was at, yeah she was at the L.A. Times That's doing a I lot thought. of a lot of great stuff there. And she became a Doyer fan. Doyer fan. Doyer Doyer Doyer, as you. So aptly, say. Yeah, I mean that's just that's what it's I good. do. I don't no, know what good. to tell you, Jackson. It's good. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. You've got I've got my impressions. You've got your doyers, and <laughs> it works. That's it all how works. it's gonna be. It all works. All right. So, Dodgers advance to play either the Astros or, as you said, three-two Yankee lead. Three-two Yankees. Come on, Astros. Come on, <laughs> Astros is right. They play tonight on ESPN, I believe, at seven o'clock. I'll double check that real quick. I'm sorry. No. FS1 at six o'clock. Yeah, so I was way wrong. I don't. I don't think ESPN has uh, playoff games, do they? Maybe. Um, I think they've had a couple. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really know who owns what anymore. All I know is you either have to have an Amazon or a Sling or a yeah, you've got to have this something. or a that or a this or a, just a cable package. Cable package, best way to go. Yeah, I'm fighting the curve. My roommates still to this day are like, oh, we can't watch that. It's on Fox Sports One, and I have to tell them, hey, we get Fox Sports One. You can watch this. It's a good Fox Sports One's a great channel. Fox Sports One is, and it's it's kind of booming. They they keep picking up all the talent that ESPN washes away. Yeah, they a, a big thing. I know it's quick soccer. Give me thirty seconds. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Skip but, Bayless. No, oh, yeah, no. go for it. Uh, Fox Sports picked up the rights to air the 2018 World Cup after ESPN had had it in 2014. Big money maker. Millions and millions of people watching the U.S. games during the World Cup. No doubt. And the U.S. missed the World Cup, and now it's looking like probably going to be a bad investment. I mean, people will still watch the World Cup. I think less people will watch the World Cup than if the United States had participated, which is fairly easy True. to say. But I mean, well, and like I, I, I feel like I'm kind of the prototypical, um, like United States sports fan kind of. You know what I mean? I watch yeah. football, baseball, basketball, college yeah. sports. Yeah. Um, and I, I would never on a regular day watch a soccer game not that i wouldn't want to it's just i don't understand it yeah and i have a problem with that you know what i mean yeah i'm sure if i started to watch it and started to understand it, i might enjoy it but it's hard for me to just dive head first because admittedly soccer is one of the slow it's it's slower yeah, it's right slower. it's like watching I mean, baseball when, when there's a chance that it's going to be a zero zero tie it's obviously right it's like watching baseball yeah. it's if you if you love baseball it, i love watching baseball but like a lot of people out yeah. there hate watching baseball because yeah. it's so boring but yeah. I'm sure if I got to that point, I would enjoy it. But my point being was, I would I like in 2014, I tuned in and watched the United States the run. I, I watched all that. Yeah, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think I think you were right there. Yeah, and it's a cool thing when the world. I mean, it's a sad talking about it now that it's not going to happen. I know. But you and see you were you were sports upset teams, Monday. Oh yeah, sports teams come in and they. Uh, you'll just see MLB teams, NBA teams, all. Everyone basically supporting. They'll have pictures with one of their players, and then photoshopped next to one of the U.S. soccer team players. And like, we're one nation, one team. We're all rooting for you. And you just see, it's easy to come together on that. I mean, it's for like the, what the U.S. basketball national team. It, it's hard to come together because we know they're going to win. There's yeah, no, there's it, no national football competition. It's, it's not no a lot of it's not a lot of fun to turn. Well, there is there, there is, baseball. is, but it's not. Baseball is kind of entertaining, actually. Ba- the, the, yeah, the world. What's it? Called? I can't even remember what it's called now. 
This yeah, is I'm bad. not going to get there either. I'm wow. not going to get there either. That's upsetting. But I don't know. David Wright ran that show. That's all I know. The U.S. is just like not as good as like the Dominican Republic and Cuba and Puerto Rico and a lot of right, right, a lot of island teams. I mean, that's where a lot of the MLB's talent comes from. You know, it's, it's yeah. like a pipeline. It's like yep. college football recruiting. There's a lot of good players in Texas and California. Yeah, but the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic, right? WCB. Yep. WBC. Sorry, uh, sorry. I got I got ahead of myself. Wow. Almost of myself. the same. It was almost the same. It was almost the same. But uh, yeah. Dodgers. Dodgers are in. Dodgers are in. All right. Next headline. The super team up in Boston. Oh. Is hey now. Maybe not done. Oh no. Gordon Hayward. Oh no. Less in the first quarter of uh, the season opener against the Cleveland Cavaliers goes down. League opener. The entire NBA. The first game of the NBA season. There are eyes on this tip About six minutes in, and Gordon Hayward goes up for an alley-oop pass, lands funny, broken left tibia, dislocated ankle. Very similar. Were you watching the game live? I was not. We were in staff meetings, and as soon as we got out of them, everyone was like, Jackson, you should probably go look online. Don't go look. Look online. Don't Don't go go look. look. Yeah. Don't do that. It's it's similar. I mean, we talked about it a little bit with the Reese Phillips thing. Right. Almost the exact same injury. And, yeah, you don't want to see that. It's it's horrible. It's gruesome. You just feel – I mean, it, it's a weird thing. I've been rooting against the Celtics team for so long. Wow, and it, look at you. It just, like, hurts even – even as someone who hates the Celtics. I mean, I, Gordon, I got nothing on Gordon Hayward, I suppose. But it's uh, – a. No one has anything you, on Gordon Hayward. Yeah, exactly. Gordon Hayward's the nicest player in you the never, NBA. Your your worst enemy could have that happen to him on the basketball court, and you still just feel sick to your stomach and man, awful I, for them. It's it sucks. I was watching. I watched it live, Oof. and it, it you know this game so far. The whole the whole focus, the whole theme of this game was Kyrie and LeBron. Yep. Here we go, Kyrie same floor. Yeah, and, and right before tip off, LeBron walks up to Kyrie, and like puts his hand out for like a nux and Kyrie's like not even doesn't even look at him and just sticks his hand out gives him a quick nux and that's that so like right out of the gates it's like okay here we go Kyrie hates LeBron clearly that just happened this is bad game over they hate each other oh here we go you know and it's kind of exciting yeah and then the game starts and then the narrative flips like that I can't really snap but there it was you licked your finger before you did it just so people at home know well did you know snap is actually the noise of your finger hitting your palm, not the fingers touching? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It does. It, it, just try if you're at home listening. Try it. Snap a couple times. It's when the, it's when it hits, not when it. Uh, it's it's interesting. Hmm. I've played with it for a hmm. while because I you didn't snap it. for a while. Yeah, just I snapped for a while. Proving theories wrong. Like wow, okay, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> Gordon Hayward cutting baseline, lobbed by Kyrie Irving, jumps up, LeBron right right there to defend the alley oop. Yeah. And Kevin Harlan's call, I think, really says it best. I mean, he's describing the action. Kyrie Irving dribbling it down the court, and he's going to pull up for No, it's a noop. Up to Gordon Hayward. or what? I'm not really doing a very yeah. good job at this. But, but then Gordon Hayward comes down, and he starts to describe the pass back out on the rebound on the outlet. And then he just stops. He's like, Gordon Hayward has broken his leg. Gordon Hayward has broken his leg. And then the play stops, and the whole thing breaks down. Yeah. And, like, the camera's panning around the court to different players – who looked like they just saw the most gruesome thing ever. And it was gruesome. Yeah. You know, LeBron James looks like he might be, like, about to cry. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is just – he just runs away. He gets down court. Yeah. And then he gets, like, wrapped up in a hug with um, 
I want to say Marcus Smart was in there, but a couple other Celtics players. Mm-hmm. And then the Celtics form a big team circle and are just trying to like not let that get to him, you know. And and yeah, LeBron I mean, how do you play a basketball game after watching something like that happen on on a play that? I mean, just an alley oop pass that went wrong. Right. Something that happens. Right. I mean, five to ten times a game, probably. Well, and Kevin Harlan brought up a really good point that this is an injury that you see in football. Yeah. Quite a bit. Not quite a bit, but a lot more frequently than basketball. But it, in football, it seems almost like less gruesome because you're farther away by default. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fans are another 10, 15 yards off of the field. Yeah. Cameras the cameras are, are further, further zoomed off. out. Yep. You know, so unless you watch that close up replay, but in basketball, I mean, you're right there. Yep. And for Kevin Harlan and the gang, you're sitting at the half court table. You know what I mean? You can you're see. on you're on the hardwood. Yeah. So like, I don't know, just the the magnitude of that injury alone, it was astounding, I would say. Like I my guts curdled, like I did not feel good. Yeah. And it showed and the worst part was that like the cameras were just panning around looking for different things and like obviously the TNT or actually I think it was the ESPN crew. No, it was the TNT crew, I'm sorry. Are jumping around finding different angles of players to show of like people's just you know gut curdling reactions. Yeah. And then for some reason, it went baseline, and the baseline cam pans across Gordon Hayward's body, and that's when you can see, yeah, his mangled leg. And ah, man, I. It's tough. It's terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And then the worst part is then the game starts back up afterwards, and the ball gets inbounded to Derrick Rose. And his eyes are about as big as ones can be, because clearly he is very concerned. He's hey, been in this situation. There, not there quite was to that a major extreme. injury on a court that Derrick Rose was on, and he didn't get hurt though. That's big for him. Tr- true. Yeah. It's not like Gordon Hayward broke his leg and then just magically Derrick Rose Ooh. running away from it broke his. Yeah. Good for him. For that could have happened. Having that durability. That could have happened. But I, I don't know. It did show Derrick Rose's face, and his eyes were about as as big as ones can be. Looked like he was looking at it through a magnifying glass. I mean, clear, clearly he, of any player on that court, unless Paul George was there, has about the highest sympathy of anyone. Yeah. Because he's been there. He's been on the other end of those giant injuries. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It, it's it, super it, tough. It changes everything in the East. It I mean, changes I think the whole landscape. M- most people thought that at least in the regular season, the Celtics would be the number one seed, and that's, I, I think, did. far from the truth. Now I, I, I did. I, th- I think they'll still be a top four team, but I, I, I mean, they start off zero and two, and we've seen. Yeah, and uh, the Bucks got them last night. Yeah, I mean, Giannis. Giannis is better. Giannis is better Giannis to the team by quite a bit than Kyrie Irving is, and that's all I gotta say. Jason Tatum has been the most exciting player well, and on that's, on the Celtics team so far. That's what this does. Well, and also Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, player great. who last year struggled yeah. at times, coming into his own kind of. He's hitting threes. He's flying at the rim, very athletic. So yeah. I, I guess the positives to draw from this, this th- there's some certain Celtics fans acting like this is a lost season. Yeah. And I would like them to refrain from that because I don't think it is. I think this team is still better than last year's team minus I mean, Gordon Hayward. If, if you're looking at it as a Celtics fan and you think that the trade with Cleveland was successful, I mean, you lose Jay Crowder, I suppose, but it's essentially the same team you've just plugged in guys like Jalen Brown and right. Jason Tatum in for guys like, you know, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. Right. And you assume that you have an upgrade at the point guard position. I would like to point out that Kyrie Irving shot 28% and had just as many turnovers as assists <laughs> in the Bucks game, and they're 0-2. Is that your impression of me? That's your Kyrie, Kyrie hate. I, just, I love it. 
I hope and this is I mean maybe I I don't think it's a bad thing for me to hope for actually. I'm going to take back that I, I thought it was a bad thing. I but feel, I feel bad about this. I, it turns my off. Hope that oh, I thought you did. No. I don't know. I I really want by the end of the season for Kyrie to just be averaging like Oh, that's I mean not he, he's going to be averaging probably 20 plus, but if he averaged like 18 points and like five turnovers and five and a half assists <laughs> and like missed the All-Star game and wasn't an All-Pro and people start saying oh maybe Kyrie isn't fit to lead a team I'm gonna be un unsufferable insufferable is that is that the better term you're the journalism guy I'm gonna be um yeah I'm I mean, just I gonna also go off am, but I'm just not it's not gonna happen probably the words but guy yeah hmm. well I what's don't know your, what's your next headline my next headline Marshawn Lynch in last night's <laughs> Thursday night football shootout color Great. rush Thursday yeah. and the unis were looking tight oh yeah big fan big color rush guy Love the color rush. Oh yeah, oh, Jaguars yeah. color rush, arguably the best. I'd say the mustard, They're like the mustard yellow. yellow. Yep, there you go. Um, I don't know. Great stuff. Yeah, something. But uh, no, last night Marshawn Lynch in the I want to say it was the second quarter. Derek Carr thrown down. Uh, Marcus Peters hit him kind of after he got mm-hmm. stood up and the play was whistled dead. And then Marcus Peters running in off of the edge and just kind of shoved him down. A player who's coming back from a broken back essentially, right? He missed one week with a broken back. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's good for Derek Carr. Yeah, good for Derek Honestly. Carr, no doubt. But um then Marshawn it was a big deal, uh you know, the Raiders offensive line, you're not going to touch our quarterback. Yep. They they start getting at Marcus Peters thing. and they're shoving him and Marcus Peters as you can tell is screaming back at them. Yeah. And these 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 athletes are kind of going at each other. And then out of nowhere, Marshawn Lynch wasn't even in on the play, right? He was on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Comes running into the game from the sidelines, shoves Marcus Peters, turns, and the referee's like looking at him. And I, I don't know what he's saying, but it's something along the lines of go back to the sidelines. What are you doing, Marshawn? What are you doing out here? And yep. then Marshawn shoves the referee. Yeah. And then the argument was made. Well, it was the heat of the moment. He didn't know it was a referee. But then he turns and shoves the referee again. Yeah. I mean, I think Marshawn knew what he was injected. doing, and I think Marshawn doesn't care. No, he definitely doesn't care. He's Marshawn Lynch. And then goes up. People said people saw him in the stands watching the game. Then he was in the crowd watching the rest of the game. He took a. That's what you said. Took That's a train unreal. home. People, there was there were tweets with pictures about Marshawn being on the train with people or the bus or I don't know the subway system, whatever they have in Oakland. It was man. There's only one Marshawn Lynch, and I'm so happy that he's back in the NFL. And also so happy that he's not a Seattle Seahawk. He's he fits much better on this Oakland Raiders. I don't team. know. I don't know. I I know you've only been to Seattle once, but I've spent a little time over yonder. Yeah. And I've watched local Access TV. Not Access TV. That makes it sound like it's Channel Eleven where it's all fuzzy. But like, I've watched the local television programs or yeah. whatever, and the local commercials with Marshawn Lynch were pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying I, I just he got was my still Hummer. And just, I, like, the people in Seattle Hummer. loved him. No, I, I know. I just the, the commercial game over there is weak now. I watched one with the punter like two weeks ago. Ugh. Pu- talking about taxes punters? or something. Of course, it's a tax commercial too. Come on. Make sure you guys do your taxes this year. You know who does have a good punter though? Also, Oakland. Ooh, Marquette King is Marquette the best King. punter in the league. Marquette King. Don't at me. There was a a play in that game. I want to say third or fourth quarter, where Tyreek Hill on a punt return, which is one of the scarier players on a punt return. Oh yeah. Uh, began kind of burning it up the sideline, working his way around players, all Jerry Louis McGee esque, yeah. in and out, spinning and spinning, getting past players, and it looked like for a minute if he gets a block, this thing could go, and then just out of nowhere, 
here comes Marquette King and just grabs him pretty much by the Boom. neck and throws him down. Yeah. It should have probably been a penalty for him grabbing him by the neck in that nature, but I just thought that was interesting. That I, I don't think there's another punter in the league no. who would, would run do down there. something like that. Well, yeah. No, I don't know if there's another one who would run down there and just try to lay a hit stick on, yeah. on old Tyreek Hill. But Good know. for Marquette. That was a heck of a game last night. Um, pretty close to overtime. There for a minute, if the extra point on the Raiders yeah, game-winning it was touchdown, that was close. The way the camera angle was, it, it looked like it missed. It looked like it missed. It looked like it hooked. Uh, yeah, I initially thought because you can't that tell it when it is through the uprights. But um, Raiders come back to win with no time on the clock. A uh, couple opportunities to score. Big catch by Jared Cook. Crazy plays at the, the end. Yeah, to set up the touchdown and then a touchdown pass to uh, Michael Crabtree that was ruled. Offensive interference, but also the, so then they set it back, and then there was a defensive interference, ran some clock off. Then there was a defensive penalty, and then they they and didn't complete the touchdown. In the end zone. Then there was a defensive penalty. They didn't. They gave untimed another play. down zero seconds on the clock. I think there were three consecutive Boom. untimed downs. Yeah, it was crazy. In which the game extended, um, which is so crazy to me. And in that case, I get what the I get what Oakland and Jack Del Rio were doing. You just just keep, or or even the defense necessarily. Just keep cheating. You know what I mean. Just keep, yeah. Keep if they're gonna beat you, cheat, and you yeah, get another just, try at just, it. Yeah, just yeah, just keep. If yeah, if, if there's gonna be a touchdown, just blow up the wide receiver and let's give this another run. Why yeah. not? It's why not, not like they'd automatic. Yeah. Why not no, keep uh, making the referees throw flags until they're sick and tired of it, and they don't want to throw another one, and you, you know get what? out of there on some. We'll just let some them go. BS. Yeah, like, that one ah. is close enough. Well, that's kind of what ended up happening. I feel like because the Michael Crabtree actual game-winning touchdown. Was I would say maybe a bigger shove off than yeah. the actual one that got called off. Yeah, like agreed. It happened, and and my roommates were like, "Oh, there you go. That was that was huge." And I was just like, "Uh, yeah." But I, yeah. I mean, did you see him? Like, yeah, that was a nice curl, but like, he shoves Mitchell right there. Like, clearly, like that's a push off. Just just like that was almost as bad as the first one, and it was. It was worse in replay. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. I I, I get it. Whatever you know, but the Raiders are back though. Good for the Raiders. The good for Derek Carr. Lost two straight, and no one knows what's happening in the NFL. Well, but like, I don't think it's that level yet, right? Like, the Chiefs losing two straight. Okay, the game against Pittsburgh was terrible. They had six yards at halftime, and Pittsburgh looked good. Yeah, but as as Tony Romo pointed out last night, Pittsburgh's beat this Chiefs team th- three consecutive times. They're three and zero against them. Pittsburgh has the recipe. You know, true. But um, they don't have the recipe to beat the Jaguars though. They don't have the recipe to beat almost anyone else. Yeah. But they got the Chiefs. They which do, which is important. That's true. But um, I don't know. I just th- this Chiefs team that was an ugly loss against Pittsburgh. But last night this Chiefs team played great. Alex Smith was throwing the ball. Kareem Hunt was carrying the ball great. A lot of big plays downfield. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown. Yeah, I mean a few I, yards. I'd say Kelsey arguably at this point is is the best tight end in the league, and they've got playmakers with just unreal speed on the outside like Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt right. that you mentioned. Right. And when you have a game manager and the like Anthony Alex Thomas. Smith and the Anthony Thomas that, wild legend. That. Uh I mean they they're a team that can win any game. It's just whether or not you know those guys can bust off the big plays. They're not a team like the Patriots or the, the uh, another big injury that happened was Aaron Rodgers which we talked right. about on Monday's show or like Aaron Rodgers who make big plays with their arm. They're going to make big plays on the ground in the rushing game, so or on quick passes that 
high electrifying receivers turn into touchdowns. So right, right. Well, I I don't know. I mean, this Chiefs team, um, if there were to be a panic button, certainly do not press it. I mean, I mean, your team last night put up thirty points against the Raiders yeah. defense, which the Raiders defense is not a walk in the park, especially Navarro Bowman. I found this interesting. Just released from the 49ers, signed with the Raiders, and then three days into being with the Raiders is the defensive play caller. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole different playbook. How do you, I mean, how do you even how learn do you a even? playbook how in, do you that, even? in that amount of time? How do you, I can't even. Is that something the kids still say? I can't even. I, I can't even. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the kids anymore. You can't, you can't even. Too old for the follow kids. Follow up. Yeah. Derek Carr, great game, though. 417 yards. That 400 burger. Three mm-hmm. touchdowns. I don't know. Last night was what I want Thursday night football to be. Yeah. I know there's been talk in the past game. about trying to get rid of potentially uh, Thursday night football. And I am very much against that. Yeah. Um, mostly because what else would I do with my Thursdays? So Hey, when you turn 21, go to Dollar Well Nights at the Mar Bar. <laughs> anyway, my next headline, next Lonzo headline. Ball. Wow, Lonzo Ball got owned is what I wrote down. He, in his L.A. Laker debut, not the number one pick, but I think by by far the most. He's the favorite to be rookie of the year. Yeah, the favorite to be rookie of the year. The most hyped draft prospect we've seen in a long time. I think Miles Teodosic probably is, but anyway, it was a battle of rookie point guards between Ball and Teodosic, who. Also didn't play very well, 6.6 assists. But Lonzo had Pat Beverly, m- maybe the best defensive point guard in the league on him all game long. Three points, four assists, nine rebounds, which is, is pretty good, but ju- just one made field goal. Lonzo struggled all night, and Beverly let him have it all night long. He was in his face. He was screaming at him. You could mouth – you could. You could make out the uh, the words that he was saying, and they're not appropriate to say on this radio station here. Don't make me cut your mic. It was it was great to watch. As someone who is fairly anti Lonzo Ball, are you? Yeah, hmm. I don't. I don't I know if it. I'm as much anti Lonzo Ball. I just like I like basically all of the other point guards better. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how the season goes. It's obviously Jerry, he's not going to have guy. to go up against. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean other the other rookies. Come on. Oh, sorry. Um, but he's not going to have to go up against a guy like Patrick Beverly every single game, which will help. But right, Beverly. I mean, you could you could see maybe a, a preview of what's going to happen. Beverly basically said after the game, like I d- I did a lot of that because of his father and because of the things that Lavar Ball said and because of the way that. He entered the league on such a high horse. I wanted to welcome him to the NBA and right. what it's actually like. And LeVar Ball, after the game, said something along the lines of, who is Pat Beverly? Which, I mean, he's going to make the headlines, but you just, I don't, I don't know. I understand talking up your son, but when you talk down on a guy who I'm not even a Pat Beverly fan, but I respect that you guy. You should because respect Pat Beverly. He he's is, one of the best defensive perimeter guards in the entire league. Yeah. Right? And arguably in like the league's history you could look at. He is, he's a bulldog. He's, yeah, if you Literally. think of the definition bulldog on a basketball court, it's, I mean, a picture of Pat Beverly pops up. He's Yeah, or a bulldog. Or a bulldog. It's they, one of those two, probably. It's basically the exact same thing. Yeah. But he, I mean, give Pat Beverly his respect. He, he owned your son, gave him some respect. And Lonzo's going to bounce back. He's not going to go up against this tough of defense. And I think eventually people will kind of 
you know, all right, we can we don't have to put all of our attention on just shutting Lonzo down. We can kind of play. I mean, the Clippers were in control for most of the game too, so it made it easy for well, them to kind of put special focus on Lonzo. We so. talked about it Monday. Our, you know, addition by subtraction. Are the Clippers maybe going to be a better team? Yeah. Taking Chris they Paul off because Chris Paul did not look good with the Rockets either in their debut against the Warriors. Granted, yeah. the Rockets ended up going on to beat the Warriors. Did you end up watching any of that game? I didn't. I uh, the last second shot missed yeah. by Kevin Durant. Well, not a miss. I'm sorry, but last second shot too late after the buzzer just by a point one of a second or something. Yeah. But yeah, Chris Paul four points, eleven assists. Which hey, the point guard going point guard and eight rebounds in his Rockets debut. But I think the points thing is what is the big but I, surprising see, factor. This is where I'm at with that. I don't think he needs to score, and I don't think he cares to score at this point. Right. I, mean, I think he knows James Harden is maybe, I think, ranking the best scorers in the NBA. KD is number one, but James Harden is definitely two, three, maybe four. I mean, I think you have to put Curry in front of him just because no man has ever possessed that kind of range yeah. or quick-fire ability. But he, he's certainly in the top three or four, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think... Uh, as someone who, yeah, the point God is he's uh, always, I, uh, which is a great nickname. I good, love yeah, that nickname. A, yeah, and one. I think to really embrace that, you've got to be, I don't care as much about scoring. I'm going to get the rock to the to the best score on my team, and that's that's James Harden. And he's also surrounded by a ton of shooters. I, I think we could see a Chris Paul that averages only 12, 13 points a game, but also leads the league in assists and plays on the best team in the league. And, and if that's the case... I think this Rockets team is better. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. I mean, just to beat the Warriors is a great accomplishment, I, and we'll see. I guess moving forward, if this is the same Warriors team, if they approach the regular season the same way, but I imagine they will. every time you beat the Warriors in the regular season, that's a great result, no doubt. You can play a little, a little bit. I don't know. Have a subpar performance and still beat the Warriors. That's saying a lot about the potential of this Rockets team. I mean, truth be told, the Warriors should have beat them. That last second shot by Kevin Durant was literally point one. But it wasn't. Right. I get that. For and when 48 it all, minutes. When it all comes down, the Warriors are the worst team in the West tied for right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, I'm just saying. That's a really good result for a team that a lot of people think can challenge the Warriors. And, and they prove that, that they can. That I think it's important for them as well. I don't. I don't think the Warriors care as much, probably. But just for the Rockets, from their standpoint, if you're looking at a team like the Warriors, I. I mean, I think the common belief with a lot of teams is, man, like we just can't. We can't beat these guys. There's no way to open right. your season by beating them gives you a lot of confidence. You've got new guys, and I think they're gonna. It helps you buy into the system. If they get blown out by the Warriors. 30-point game in, in the opener with this new roster, I think a lot of people in Houston and a lot of players on the team are like, whoa. Right, right. they're riding right, high. Maybe, that, uh, maybe that, this isn't going to work as well as we thought. I think, I think that was a great result. and I, I mean, I, don't, I think the Warriors will still be the number one team fairly easily. But Big-time confidence boosters. No, and I, I'm, with you. I'm yeah. with you on all that. But um, I, just, I, I still think when it comes down to it, in June, when mm-hmm. everything counts, all of the chips are in the middle. This this Warriors team, you know, we've we've talked about those flip the switch basketball teams, where yeah. they can they can kind of take it off and like, and eh, we're gonna go out there and give it twenty five thirty percent, yeah, and then come June we're gonna flip the switch hundred percent ball out, and like the Warriors are a team where if they give eighty percent, they win, right? Yeah, like if they come out and just like kind of play, they're going to beat teams with all of their sheer offense alone. I mean. Yeah. 
That's just how it is. And I think they figured out almost a different way to go about that same kind of a strategy of you know not playing as much is to just play as hard as you can for the first three quarters, and you're going to be so much better than the other team that you don't have to. I mean, right. Curry and Durant and Thompson don't play a lot of fourth quarters because well, they're ahead by so much and games are in control. And perhaps the biggest shot in the arm of them all, your boy, your namesake, Nick Swaggy P. Oh, boy. Coming in and just balling love, out. Love to see my son, Nick Young. He's not my son. Your father. I should clarify. But, wow. I wish he was just a kid. Probably get an interview. True. Hey, true. That would be great. Yeah. Good for Swaggy P. That right? what, a, what a debut. Only misses one shot. It's it's great. He's going to fit in very well. And that's that's why I have such a hard time hating on this <laughs> this Warriors team because they are I mean They're they fun. play the most exciting brand of basketball in the NBA. I don't think you can question that. I just don't well, like the personalities I, I on think, the team. I think anywhere any 30 teams, right? Pick pick one. If we reunite JaVale McGee and Nick Swaggy Young Nick that Swaggy P immediately becomes on any team one of the most fun teams. They're the most fun team. The tweet, Javale's tweet from China when they were in the preseason over in China, and he tweeted, and there were four pictures of just him and Swaggy P doing different things around China together. <laughs> They're best friends. And he said, "China was pretty cool, but I don't know why this guy followed me around the whole time or something along Aww. those lines." And it's they've got such a great those two. They rival Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan's bromance. They probably are better than it, honestly. <sighs> And they've been divided for a long while, ever since yeah. their Wizards days way back when. Man, those were the, the good old days when the Wizards were horrible and Swaggy P was missing finger rolls over the backboard. Back in the early John Wall <laughs> days when everyone still wondered what happened to Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. Great. Ah, great Wizards days. team. All right. What's your last headline? Do, wait. Do you have one more? No. That was your Lonzo one. Now it's mine. mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, my computer crashed. Which, oh, no. What's new? What's I guess Tato's computer. If you're keeping track on worst computers ever, I would put it top three probably. I would. The problem is, it's a really nice computer. It's a fairly new Mac, right? But like, hey. it just crashes. I don't know constantly. what you. I don't know what you're watching on that thing. Hey now. Hey now. It's a family program. I. Do, uh, hey hey illegal now. Illegal NBA streams. Oh, you have the. Uh, you got league. Oh pass. yeah, Never I mind. Got You don't. You don't need to stream anything. But uh, all right. My last headline. <laughs> I haven't memorized. Nice. During the week, the most bizarre news I've ever, ever heard Ooh. going in to Ooh. an NBA tip-off. Bulls forward, Bobby Portis. Yes. Clean. <laughs> I, I saw this, and I was like, boy, we're talking about that on Friday. Oh, yeah. Bobby it's, Portis uh, I, yeah. cleanly knocks out Nikola Mirotic. Like, broke a bone in his face, Se right? Several bones. Yeah. Like, three bones in his face. One of them's called, like, Ooh. the Maxius or something. That sounds important. That takes a long time to heal. But cleanly just knocked him out, and like uh, I don't know. That's a good a good metaphor for the Bulls season. I don't know exactly what it is, but your own players are knocking each other out yeah. now. Bulls are going to be a knockout this year. Miritich is suspended, or, or I mean, Portis is suspended. Miritich is out right now because he has broken bones in his face. Who did the Who did the Bulls play on opening night? By the way, hang on. If we're going to talk a little Bulls trash, we got to. Jazz it up what here. is this? Oh, you've never heard this? No. Chicago Bulls. This is sounds like the worst. Sounds like the best, Jackson. Who can set the court on fire? Who can set the court on fire? Only the Bulls. Who can knock out their teammate? There you go. Only I like the, the remix. Bulls. 
Anyway, yeah, I mean, Miritich is one of the best players, and he doesn't get to play. Well, Portis also. Bobby Portis is a guy that I, Bobby Portis, twenty-two years old, out of Arkansas. Yeah, the ra- two-time SEC Player of the Year or yeah. something. Very good. Very good. Just had- two of the best players. They started a guy named P. Zipser. I don't even know who Paul that Zipster? is. Paul Zipser, the Zipster, the Zipster, out of Germany. Oh yeah, you know Paul Zipster. He's one. He was one of the uh, best players in that that Celtics series last year. Yeah, the Bulls. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen – so, like, if you walk around an office building, right? Yeah. And you take a garbage can and you fill it with paper and then you walk out to the parking lot and you pour all of that garbage into a bigger garbage can and yeah. then set it on fire. Okay. You've got something that's defined as a dumpster fire. That is the current state of the Chicago Bulls. Pure dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, they started – or not started, I shouldn't say, but they played a man by the name of – I, I don't even D. It's D. David. David Nwaba. Nwaba. Yeah. Nwaba. He was a Laker last Out year. Out of Cal Poly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're starting. Not starting. Why do I keep saying that? But you're playing. That's just because you want to hate is why you're saying a that. A Cal Poly basketball player. Yeah. You bet You bet we are. Wow. David, you're you're a big you're a big sky guy yourself. You should know. Well, they say play in the Big West in basketball. So. Oh, sorry, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Check yourself. But that's. Oh, man. Poor in bulls. practice, you know. Coach Coach Hoiberg said that we set up a very competitive environment here in Chicago. <laughs> so uh. apparently practice just got a little too hot. They were playing a very competitive scrimmage, jawing at each other the whole time, and then finally push came to shove, literally, and they started shoving each other. And Bobby Portis just reached across the top and punched Nico bang, square bang. in the face. Yeah. One punch, knocked him out. He has a concussion. He's got a couple broken bones in his face. He's going to be out, like, they think six to eight weeks. Wow. And Bobby Portis has been suspended eight games. Only the Bulls. No, that's, I mean, that's really rough. I don't don't know what to tell you. It's good. I guess if you're a Bulls fan hoping for them to tank, that's a good thing. No, I'm okay. Keep punching each other. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. Bulls (laughs) are a knockout. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, The only silver lining is that those were the two – uh, power forward candidates to play in front of Sir Lowry Marketing, otherwise known as Baby Dirk, otherwise known as Lori. Yep. And Lori last night. I mean, you're a Raptors fan, but Lori looked good. Yeah. Don't hate. I, I, I'm he not. Led, he, he almost led the team in scoring in 17 his first game. and 8. The only person who beat him was Sir Rolo Made a couple himself. threes as a, point, as a power forward. That's his thing. He's a shooter. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm but saying. He can get he's to the a, rack. He's get, he's, he stretches that floor. Robin Lopez provides some rim protection. Oh, yeah. Roll low. They could beat some bad teams. Roll low. Oh, yeah. They'll oh, lose yeah. to some good teams, probably. 20 wins. That's all I'm asking. There you go. In fact, I could see it. Let's go 17. Let's make it fun. Wanna, uh, they do have Cristiano Felicio is one of my favorite players just because. The way he ruined Dwayne Wade's. Oh, no. Is that not what you were going to say? No. Have you ever seen that? No, I don't think so. Last year. Hurt Dwayne Wade? Both Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. Wow. I don't know that this was at the end of this. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Why would Ooh, they add that to like this Derek mix? Rose. Boo. Shame on you. It was a whole Michael Jordan remix, and then they do that. They do that to me, huh? Shame on you. Take it. But, yeah. But, um, they, uh. The poor Bulls. Yeah, poor Bulls. I don't know. Dude, I, don't, I don't know. Easy 17-point win for the Raptors. And, you know what? Jonas we, you, Valanciunas, this, 23 and 15. This That's morning, big. you asked me, how do I like that or something along that line? I told you, you know what, Jackson? I like that just fine. Yeah. That was like a good result for both fine. of us. Yeah, I'm very, very content with that because you want to know what? Man. Michael Porter down there at Mizzou is going to be a good NBA basketball player. Man, if only he stayed, if 
Washington didn't fire their coach. If he stayed at Washington, the Grizzlies play Washington December 22nd in Seattle this year. That would have been great. Yeah, we could have gone over and, gone and watched, watched future the future Chicago Bull great. Yeah. Michael Porter. Yeah. You know, you, you people talk about Jordan and Pippen. I think I think we need to start talking about Porter and Markkinen. Yeah. Honestly, agreed. I think in eight years they might be they might have a winning record again. All right. I'm getting sad talking about this. <laughs> we're we're gonna go to break. Good set of headlines there. When we come back, we will whip around the NFL slate, maybe even dive into a little college football. I feel like we've been neglecting the old college football. We'll be right back. KBJ eighty nine point nine. West Coast by a show. We are driving Cadillacs in our dreams. West Coast Buyers Show, KBJ 89.9, Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner in the booth. Studio room. Not really a booth. Booth's more of like at a football game or something. At a live sporting event. It's more of the booth. Jackson, you're with yeah. us, right? I am. In spirit? In the booth. In the booth. It's, it's the booth. I don't know if it's a booth or not, but we're here. Happy to be here. Friday morning. Getting, right and early. Giving the people what they want. Still that from Jalen. Got to give the people what they want. Got to give the people what they want. All right. And speaking of that, what we're going to give the people, some bold, bold NFL predictions for this weekend. I feel like the NFL has been picking up steam. I've, and obviously that's how it goes as week goes on uh, yeah. until you get into the garbage time late weeks when it doesn't matter anymore. Playoff pictures starting to, starting to form. We're seeing... Everything teams we didn't expect to lose lose. Teams we can never see winning winning, except for mm. the Browns, of course. They continue to lose. True. Because they are the Browns. Did not beat Deshaun Watson. That is what they do. Did not come out and beat Deshaun Watson. No. That was an upsetting upsetting bold prediction from you boy. Well they're it's bold for a reason. Yeah, that's true. You know? These aren't called correct predictions. They're called bold. Because if that were the case, we would drive to Vegas right meow. Make Jackson some money. Easy. Easy pickings. Easy pickings. All right. Bold predictions for this week, week seven of the NFL slate. Big. 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 All right. You ready? Yeah. Why don't you, you, ready for me to why, lay don't this you on, yeah? why don't you kick it off? My bold prediction is the San Francisco Niners will win their first game Ooh. of the season. They go against Dallas two and three. And I I just don't think I love this prediction. I don't think this is the same Dallas team. They changed out Brian Hoyer is no longer the starter. Big fan of that. Brian Hoyer, not really sure why he has ever been a starter in the NFL. That guy, I guess he's a decent, serviceable backup. But, I mean, San Francisco, if only they had a guy like, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick to to start now. But, anyway, I'll avoid that conversation because they're starting C.J. Beathard, who, if you haven't heard of him, neither had I until not too long ago. But the rookie out of Iowa, he's man. I'm I'm all in on C.J. Beathard and the San Francisco 49ers. We've we've talked about them quite a quite a bit on here. They're 0 and 6, but man, they, I, 
they've been close. Three point loss, two point loss, three point loss, three point loss, two point loss in their last five games. Right. They, no team. They no, started with a bad loss against the Panthers, but no team has ever started out completely winless with that same slate of yeah. games that close. Unbelievable. I mean, their entire like you know, I'm not a math guy, but what two plus two plus six? So that's like ten, thirteen, what fifteen points total season deficit. Plus, I mean, they had twenty. They were they oh yeah twenty was, points in the uh, in the season opener. They true. lost to they got, the Carolina Panthers. So negative thirty three is their point differential. But that's, they have a they have a better point differential than the three and three Arizona Cardinals. Right. They have a better point differential than the two and four Chicago Bears. I almost said the Chicago Bulls. Only we the Bulls. So much. They almost have a better point differential wow. than the best team in the AFC team. South, the Tennessee Titans, who are negative eighteen, but still somehow on top of the AFC South. Can we talk about who has the best point differential in the NFL right now? Do you know? Do you um, let, happen, me t- let me take a guess at this. Do you happen to know? I'm going to go with Washington Redskins. No. Oof. I will give you four options. The Patriots. Okay. The Chiefs. Okay. The Jaguars. Or the Eagles. Who has the best point differential? And it's actually now a tie. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a tie. I feel like since you so brought this up, 50/50. one of the teams has to be the Jags. Oh, you are correct, sir. And I bet the other one, if I had to put my thumb on it, is probably the Chiefs. Yeah, plus 46, both of those two teams. I figured I figured just since you had brought it up, one of them had to be the <laughs> yeah, Jags. That's fair. My brother's a big Chiefs fan, too, so we we saw each other last night, and he said, I meant to screenshot you. you. Did, did you see oh, the no. – uh, and I said, oh, Lucas, believe me, the Jaguars and the Chiefs, two best teams, were – or destined for an AFC championship matchup. We'll, well, and that we'll br- see each other there. That brings me to one of my Blake Bortles fun facts. There of the you day. go. Blake Bortles has never been ejected from an never NFL game. Never been ejected at Marshawn Lynch. At Money Lynch. Yep. True. It's true. That's a great. Also, Blake Bortles has never failed to qualify for a U.S. Cup. Yeah. World Cup. The World Cup. Yeah. So, Blake Bortles. Couple hey, things he's got going. Come on for now. Him. Got to respect. Put some respect on his name. But yeah, I think a uh, bold prediction is that. The, I like that. The 0-6 San Francisco 49ers will win, and the Cleveland Browns will be the only team avoiding the W column. I like thus that. Far. I, I like I like that pick. I mean, the the Dallas team. I I don't remember a situation where it's like, will they? Won't they? You know, as far as the suspension with Zeke, um, just earlier this yeah, week, back and forth, then back and forth. It's it's deemed that he will indeed serve his suspension, and that's how that goes. So, I mean, you see, not not necessarily bring up fantasy because no one cares, but Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden fly off the waiver wire. Gone. Mm-hmm. And then just two short days later, they announce, well, you know what? We're going to let this one ride. He's going to play again. And I, my, one of my roommates is a Cowboys fan, and I feel so bad for him. He's just in a constant state of misery. He, just get rough. it over with. He just wants it over with. He just wants like, it done. And especially now that they've kind of started a little. if they, I mean, if they do lose to the 49ers here, if you're a Cowboy fan, do you hope that he's just suspended for just get the suspension over with so you can start fresh next year, <laughs> no distractions, you know who That's, you are, and try to try to get back to the team that they were last year? Right. Well, and I mean, my, my roommate said that ideally it would have just been the first six. Yeah. So then this week he's back, and you can start building steam and fighting mm-hmm. towards getting into the playoffs and, like, try and build kind of a little chemistry and roll yeah. into the playoffs. I mean, at this point, week seven – so, so what, if you suspend him now, it's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So what, he comes back week 13? 
So you got like four weeks before playoffs get rolling. And I bet one of those is a is a bye game or a bye week. Probably, most likely. So, yeah, it's tough, man. And they are well behind the Philadelphia Eagles. A team like that, where practice is so unsure of who's your actual starting running back, is it this really good guy we have, or is it these like two kind of old guys who might do something? That's tough. And San Francisco has been right there several times. I I, I like it. I yeah. agree. I think you nailed that. Good Thank work. You. Thank good you. work, Jackson. Thank you. Shout if, out if. My father is watching or listening. You're welcome. Big, big San Francisco 49er fan. Is he? Poor yes, guy. Sir. Once uh, I once opened, he had some. This is I've never talked about this publicly, but he had oh. some some like action. You know, not action figures, I guess, but the I don't know, like, like figurines. Figurines, yeah, of the catch. Oh, classic play in San Francisco yeah, in yeah, Niners yeah. history. Clark catches it in the back of the end zone. Had him hidden up in his. You know, j- just tucked away, just saving them as a memorabilia thing. Maybe sell them off in the future for big gain. And uh, little old little old Jackson. This is young Jackson now that we're that so we're. So this is of. this is pre gold minivan. Pre gold minivan Jackson. Oh, so he didn't grab the chair, swagger. stood on the chair, took him down, opened those up. Oh no! Played with them. Oh no! And my dad was so kind. And if that was me, I would have maybe kicked my kid out of the house probably. Wow! But. Well, my question, the way that story unraveled, was I was wondering if you maybe lost them over the fence and there was a mean know. dog. They're still And still you guys have had to them. come up with an elaborate plan to get the figurines back over the fence. Well, I do have a really fast kid who loves the Dodgers Is that live in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. How did you know? Your friend Benny? You know Benny? Yeah, I've heard of Benny. Oh, okay. You know, I, I forget what I was listening to, but like... Someone actually played baseball with that kid down in like San Diego or something in that like college. That would be the best. Yeah, he ended up being like a... Not an actor, but a baseball player. Yeah, and he, I guess, is, he, I guess he was like really bummed out because like everyone was always like, "Oh, it's Benny the Jet," and he's always like, "Shut like, up." Yeah, it's hard to live up to that too. I think Benny it was the Jake Jet. Gyllenhaal actually was who was talking about that because Gyllenhaal auditioned for the role of Squints. I think. Wow, that would have changed his career. Back when he was like really, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Jake Wouldn't have been as cool great. as he is now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. What I'm I'm big, glad he big didn't get Jake that. Jake Gyllenhaal guy. Huge. All right. All right. All right. You got a bold prediction for me? <sighs> Cleveland Browns. Oh, God. I'm staying oh, away from no. them. I'm staying away from them. <laughs> okay, okay. I just, I just thought I'd bring that up. They just are say their name still. <laughs> against Tennessee Titans. They will remain 0-6. That's not my bold prediction. How, they're just gonna, saying They're just going to cancel the game? How are they going to remain 0-6? Titans are just going to whoop them. <laughs> so they're going to be 0-7. I'm just stating things here. All right, fair enough. Let's see it. The New York Jets play the Miami Dolphins up down in Miami. Yeah. I I really do believe that Todd Bowles and the gang. I <sighs> Yeah, I know it's weird. It's super weird that like just say it. Like Josh McCown is like actually playing pretty competent quarterback and like yeah. Bilal Powell's running the ball. I mean like this Jets team is kind of functioning. Like I don't even know if this is a bold prediction but like I think the Jets go down into Miami, a team who just Miami just went to Atlanta and beat Atlanta in Atlanta. Yeah, like I I think the Jets go down to Miami and beat the beat the Jet, beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I like. I that. don't even think that's bold. I just like the I mean, way Josh McCown. I mean, Josh McCown torched the Patriots defense. Not that the Patriots defense is good. That's more of an indictment on them than it is anything on the Jets. But, but like, still, it's Josh McCown. Like, yeah, it's a weird looking. I mean, you look at the. That conference, the Patriots obviously have Tom Brady, and they're in the lead at four and two. 
But then it's Tyrod Taylor, a guy who you know I've been high on for a long time, but it, even by my own admission, I don't think is a top ten quarterback, or maybe even a top fifteen. I mean, he's probably in the ten to fifteen range. But they're three and two. They a win puts them in a tie with the Patriots. The Dolphins with Jay Cutler at a retirement. Jay Cuddy. Just not caring about anything, never blocking for anyone Smoking else. Smoking Jay Cutler, yeah. Smoking Jay Cutler has him at three and two again. A win this week. They're tied with the Patriots, and the Jets have been far superior to what anyone could have predicted. That they were a team that a lot of people thought maybe like the worst in NFL history. They might go on sixteen. Right. All this stuff going into the season, and yeah, I agree with you. They look. I mean, Josh McCown is throwing the ball well. It's super stupid it's to dumb. me that the AFC East is currently. The Bills, Dolphins, and Jets all tied up at three and two. I'm sorry, the Jets are three and three. Let me let me add that back. Yeah. Let me add that back. Yeah, but, but still, Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins are in second place, just one game behind the New England Patriots. And the Patriots this weekend going down or Atlanta coming up a rematch of the Super Bowl. I see a world where Atlanta beats the Patriots in Foxborough. In fact, let me let me make that my next bold prediction. Wow, Sunday night. In wow. Foxborough at Gillette, in the home Place that Tom TB Brady built, does not lose that often. You know they they call a college station the house that Johnny built. Yeah. Well, Foxborough is the house that Tom Brady built. You could argue. You could. I would say. I would argue Belichick built it. I would yeah. argue the architects and the construction workers built it. Hmm. Give them well, their due. Give them their due. <laughs> the working man, blue collar. But I think the Falcons go up there. You know, I, I'm a big. I, I like Devonta Freeman, and I like him paired with Tevin Coleman. Yep. I think the things they do together, the thunder and lightning running back duo, Matt Ryan still still playing good at quarterback, the reigning MVP of the league, um, who's a competent quarterback. I don't think he's playing as good as he was last year, but whatever. I, I mean, that might be the best season we'll ever see Matt Ryan have. He's good. I mean, Ryan, he's been around for a long time. He's an older, right. not older guy, I shouldn't say, I guess. But no, he's old. He's old. Yeah. He's north of 30. That's old. In the NFL, players don't even make it to 30 in their NFL career, you know, most commonly. So, I don't know. I think the Falcons go up to Foxborough, and I think they they get sick of – I mean, it's the the Warriors-Cavs, right? The Warriors had to live an entire offseason with they blew a 3-1 lead. True. And the next year, they punked the Cavs. Yeah. Just to kill that. Not that this is a playoff game or a Super Bowl or anything that really matters. Obviously, a win for both teams goes a long way yeah. and might keep the Patriots in sole possession of the AFC East. But I I think the Falcons are upset. They're tired of it. They're tired of that whole thing. Dan Quinn's a heck of a – You are right over there? Yeah, I don't know. I think Dan Quinn's a heck of a coach, both defensively and offensively. He was a big part of founding that uh, – what was it? The Boom Crew or whatever in Seattle, yeah. Legion of Boom. Dan Quinn did a lot to establish that, so I, I, I really do, I really do think that Atlanta goes into New England and just punks them. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like a like a punking, but like a, like a good game. Yeah, know. no, I like it. I like it a lot. You ready for my uh, my next BP? I, I mean, ready or not, here it comes. Bold prediction on its way. I think, and I guess I don't know exactly how bold this one is, but I oh, think it's it's fire. You don't. You haven't even heard it yet, Taylor. Jeez. Um, but I think that the Packers, no Aaron Rodgers, they're going to start Brett Hundley. His first ever NFL start. I think they beat the Saints. It's in Lambeau, so that makes it a little bit easier for him. Kind of, he can settle in in front of the home crowd, not have to go to a place where New Orleans would be very tough to make your first start. But going up against a great 
one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Passing, I mean, just yardage stat-wise, Drew Brees. Yeah. I think Brett Hundley throws for more yards and the Packers win. Wow. I And this is strange for me to say because after Rodgers went down, I have a lot of Packers fans. My roommate, my cousin, my, my whole family essentially mm, are you all. You poor kid. That's not um, the. I don't think that's the worst fan. Base, they're all though. Packers fans. Yeah, it's not bad. And I, I, I don't like them. But that's a, a lot of people's fan bases. I don't cheer for the team because of them. I'm kind of the opposite. I just don't like the Packers. But I usually end up kind of cheering for them because of, um, I don't know, just because of a lot of people that I am close to like them. You know, right? It's a. It's just a. It's something you have to do sometimes. But I, I thought that they, and I still, I don't think they're going to be the same team. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they're going to, it's going to be a big week for them and for Brett Hundley to say, hey, you know, there's been all this talk about Rodgers is down. He was our entire team. I think he's going to come out and uh, and have a, have a great performance against the Saints team, and the Packers are going to get the dub. Wow. That's a bold one. I mean, we're talking about a Saints team who last week got in a sh- shoot them out, shoot them up, shoot them out. Gunslinger style Ben Roethlisberger type battle. Yeah, I think that's funny. Ben Roethlisberger's a gunfighter, but with the I think he I'm said sorry. this last week too, and I. It's, it's good. It's just as weird. Yeah. I, he said that. That was his quote. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, it's. A, I feel like that's a thing that I just I, a lot of people say that. Maybe not. I just you come off a game where you throw five picks and they're like, "What's going on with you?" Well, I'm a gunfighter. I'm an old gunfighter. I just you know yeah got outgunned. That's fair. I just think that's funny. I don't know. Call me like crazy. It. No, I like it. But my point is. Your prediction is that a team who just went and, like, let me pull up the official score because it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. 52-38, to 38, the Saints beat the Lions yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. It was a game that was just absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Bonkers. Yeah. Total bonkers. And then, I don't know, I, I would love to see Brett Hundley. Obviously, he was a really fun player at UCLA a long time long time ago. Yeah. I don't know. That long. Drew Brees only threw for 186 yards in that game. Right. The running Hundley's back duo throw of for more. Alvin Kamara and Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram. I always want to call him Melvin Gordon. I hate that. Why do I do that? I have no I hate idea. That. Mark I Ingram, hate that. one of the legends. He's. You ever seen the picture of him standing next to Derrick Henry? Great. Does that scare you? Such a great. Oh, yeah. And then the guy that followed Derrick Henry was even bigger. Alabama just. Bo Scarborough? In a little while, Alabama's going to have like a 6'7, 360 pound running back that can run 4'2. Well, Shaquille O'Neal's son did, did want to play basketball, but it appears now he's the starting fullback for Alabama. Really? That's my fake broadcaster. Oh, voice. there you go. That was okay. fake. Story. That was fake. Fake. Fake news. I should have picked guys. up. Sorry, uh, guys. All right. My next breaking, not breaking news. Boy, Jackson. It starts with a B also, though, so you're close. Bold prediction. Yeah. Thank you. Bold. Last week, after being traded, Arizona Cardinals running back, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> which is weird to say. Yeah. Weird to say. Adri- er, it, I Arizona like it Cardinals more than back. New Orleans Saints running back, Adrian Peterson. I think I do, too, just because he didn't get any love in the yeah. in the big L. I mean, they didn't. They got Mark Ingram. They don't need Adrian Peterson. Apparently. Apparently. I don't know. Well, and that Alvin Alvin Kamara kid really blew up. Yeah. No one no one really saw that coming. Yeah. But uh, he had a great week last week. Showed that he could still be oh, yeah. a prime-time running back in this league. 130-some yards on 25 carries or whatever. Two touchdowns. Big week for Peterson. This week, 
at the Los Angeles Rams, one of the better defenses in the league. Big boy Aaron Donald coming down at you all Oof. game long. He's good. I think Peterson doesn't doesn't break 100 yards and maybe has a touch. I don't think he has a very good game. Yeah. I think I think not to say that was a fluke because he's Adrian Peterson and I should never say that. But no, I, I what what, what he I, flashed I, last week was no. I don't think th- I don't. I don't I think, think that's it's his best performance of the season by far. I, I think it has he, to I don't be know if he goes over fifty yards next week. Right, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Outbolding like, your bold prediction as you should. I mean, I had a friend who <laughs> who had him in fantasy, and then traded him for Demarco Murray, and I was Ooh. like, "You sir are a genius." Granted, Demarco Murray has got Derrick Henry breathing down his neck. Yeah, but I love that move. You have a player who booms one week. Yeah, gone. You know what I mean? Get Sell him high. for that week. Sell high. Bang. Get Sell him out, high. and you're good. So I don't I don't know. I think Peterson's vulnerable. I don't really think Carson Palmer's a very good NFL quarterback anymore. This this Arizona team needs to hit the rebuild button and just blow things up. Yeah. They're I mean, they're just too old. They're very old. You know? And th- that's the thing. I mean, we saw them a couple years ago. They were one of the best teams and they've still got they've I mean, they've got a young talented defense, but yeah. I think the ceiling for them is not the Super Bowl right the now, and I don't think the offense is going to improve with the, the ceiling's not the have. roof. So the ceiling is the not ceiling the roof. is also not the roof. We're gonna turn this team around 360 degrees. These are just some of my favorite sports sayings. Turning the team around 360 is a good one. I can't remember. I think that was like a Jason Kidd quote. Mm. But obviously, we're gonna do a full spin. Not good. Not good for him. It's tough, you know. Numbers are. It was Jason. Yeah, Jason Kidd. We're going to turn this team around 360 degrees, so we're going to be exactly where we were when we started. Jason, doing well with the Bucks, though. But anyway. Anyway. So that's your – wait. Is that it? That's your whole bold prediction? Yeah. I just I don't I don't think Peterson has a very good season. I think, I think he had a great I game. Like and you know what? He's probably going to have a couple more good games, but – yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of breaking news just coming down the pipelines. Ooh. I would say some somewhat Hit me with breaking it. news. Nationals announced Dusty Baker will not return as manager wow. next year after two years at the helm, both of which led to an NL East championship. Interesting. Very interesting. That's uh Dusty Baker, an old time baseball guy. Love Dusty Baker. It's uh, man, never got a never got a title. And probably won't at no, this point. I, mean, I think he, his best chances oh. were probably going to be with those Nationals teams. Maybe, uh, maybe Dusty, it's time for him to take over the Red Sox and they can go and win a title together. That blows my mind they're not going to bring Dusty back. But Dusty Baker, fairly old guy, 68 years around, old. I, I would imagine that this has to be retirement for Dusty. But we'll see. Will not return to the helm at the Nationals. Like you said, Nationals, pretty good. I mean, NL East champions, a team who – couldn't quite sneak past the old cubbies, but yeah, it's it crazy how often this happens. Now Dodgers played the D-backs. Thank you, Cubs, right. Cubs, and thank you, sir. Yeah. But it, how many teams that we've seen you make it to the playoffs, and if you don't have success, the manager gets fired. John Farrell not returning in Boston as well, right? You know, I, well, and they made it to you know, I mean, they made it to the ALCS. Like that's success, I think. Boston, yeah. They, no, they got bounced in the. It's the ALCS right now. They lost to the or Indians. ALDS. Yeah, I get. You made the playoffs. The letter. They off. made Give the playoffs and they were hot. They didn't have to play in the wild card game, which it means they were the division champion. If you're the Boston Red Sox, that's not good enough. When you're spending the kind of money that Evidently. they are, when you've got the kind of talent that you do, 
it's uh, supposedly not good enough. Same, I guess, with the Nationals. They've I, when you've got players like Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper, who are both kind of the when you're talking about young man. Tato just dabbed in studio. I just, I just I wanted. That. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I did that. He didn't make a point before doing it, and then it was a celebration or anything. I don't know. It was just out of nowhere. But when you've got the kind of talent that these managers did, and you don't at least, I guess, make it to the World Series, you're on the chopping block. It doesn't seem fair, but it's a, uh, it's kind of the culture in the MLB right now. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's World Series or bust for every team, or your manager's head gets cut off. I, I just, I don't know. I don't. I guess I guess everyone's very replaceable. I don't know. It's crazy. Dusty Baker, I, I, you know, one of the better managers. I mean, it was very evident in 2015, the last year before Dusty Baker was at the helm. Yeah. Um, it was just an absolute train wreck. They the the the, the Nationals were terrible. They were mm-hmm. not good. And then Dusty comes in and turns things around. And since then, they've been the the cream of the crop of the NL East. But I don't know. That's interesting. Um, all right, well, I feel like we covered some bold predictions. Yeah. A lot of good games on tap this weekend. I mean, like you said, Green Bay, New Orleans should be pretty good. I honestly think Jacksonville, Indianapolis should be okay. I mean, yeah, well, so it'll be big for, I mean, just looking at the playoff picture in the AFC South, all those teams are just clumped right together right now. So anytime you got a, you got a divisional matchup, it's going to be big. The Sunday night game, Atlanta at New England, is going to be perhaps the best game of the entire week. And we're talking that's going to maybe – rival this Kansas City-Oakland game we just watched. Uh, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati, always a pretty good one. Dallas-San Francisco, I, I agree with you. I think that's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Baltimore-Minnesota, I think that'll be an underrated game. I think Baltimore's bad. I think Minnesota wins it. But I, I anytime two you. teams with purple colors play each other, Ooh. I'm purple, all in. Purple Bowl. And then Monday Night Football, finally a good week Monday Night Football yeah. game. Oh, boy. Washington at Philadelphia. Give me some of that. Give me Kirk Cousins. Who you got? Oh, give me, give me Washington. Kirk yeah, Cousins. I knew. I know. I just you should be lucky ask. I didn't predict he's going for 400. I was going to say, I we almost made it through a show without you saying Kirk Cousins' name. I don't think it's going to happen. Certainly not in the year. NFL season. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. In the offseason, well, you might get lucky one week. but I, I don't know. He's going to make some headlines. He, I, he's a guy we talked about, I think it was the last show, or maybe two shows ago, we talked about the Jaguars being really a good quarterback away from possibly like the best team in the AFC. Right. Or at least that's what I was thinking. And Kirk Cousins, a name that didn't get brought up, but one that then later that day I saw a sports center had an Instagram story that was like, where will Kirk Cousins land? Swipe he, right to see him in different uniforms. Yeah, and, that's, and one uh, of that's them was the Jaguar stupid. uniform. And that's so stupid. I but thought, wow, that any, would be a good thing. Any team right now in the entire NFL – who is just a quarterback away, right? So you think of teams, you know, like last year, these were the Broncos or the Texans of the league who both have solved that problem, it seems. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like Trevor Simeon, but Deshaun Watson's certainly the answer down in Houston. Yeah. But, I mean, there's teams across the league who clearly will would, would love to have um, a guy like Kirk Cousins on their team because he, he's Kirk Cousins. You know what you're getting with him. He's cut and dry. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't know. But big, big... uh like it. Big Kirk like Cousins it. guy. All like right. It. Well, Jackson. Let's take a break. We're going to st- – oh. We'll just keep on rolling then. Let's take a break. Fine. No, I'm going to – endurance. I'm pushing you. I need a timeout. 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 <laughs> Over there. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was really stupid radio. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to take a quick break here on KBGA 89.9. When we come back, we missed an entire slate of college football, so we would be absolute fools to not discuss that. And maybe someone might call in. I don't, I don't know. see. No, they they will. I just oh, oh you never know who. Spoiler alert! Never know who's gonna be. Talking to the Mike Jackson. We'll be right back. 
When you walk into my shoes, I'm a tight tight. You can tie a tie like you ride a bike. Make a bike cry when you ride at night. Head on his shoulders ain't his own. Someone told him his favorite song. Someone told him to watch his tone. Someone warned him of danger zones. Who forced the hand to make the clone? Who stands in line to take the throne? We only know what we know until someone knows better. A rose by any other text will still be Rosetta. Hmm. Reach for your gold. Say what you're told. Think that you know. See what you're shown. Watch it get old. Watch it get old. Teach what you learn. Speak what you heard. Who stands in line? To take the throne, West Coast Bias Show, KBGA 89.9, Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner here. Hello. Hello. Was your break good? Is that what you needed? It was good. Refresh I feel, yourself? I feel like I'm ready for another segment. Are you sure? I, I can't have you like you were last segment. Hey, coach. The people- Coach, trust I, me. I can't have you. Coach, I know I signed that big contract. I got I got lazy. You know that there's no contracts. Oh, wait, what? All right. Well, then, I guess good luck on the rest of the show. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a guest joining us now via the Jackson Wagner hotline. Hello. We should get a hotline name. That'd be great. Uh, but joining us live from Bozo, Montana, resident college football expert, Tyson Gentry. Tyson, how we doing? What's up? How are you guys? Hey, Tyson. I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I think I'm doing a lot better just considering that... Gotta get down on Friday. The worst. Did I get the you with that one, Tyson? Worst. Were you tricked? <laughs> Were you fooled? Did you hang up? Did you hang up? Hmm. I think Tyson hung up because well, you played Friday. It, that could be the case. Tyson, are you still with us? Still playing Friday somehow. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Tyson's you guys are talking to me, I can't hear over the music, i got to be honest. Oh, well, can you hear me now? I can. Oh, oh I thought there maybe you go. hung up because I played Friday. No, but that's next week. Oh. <laughs> Play it one more time. <laughs> Featherman, one more time. One more time. All right, so college football expert Tyson Gentry now joining us. All right, so it's been a while since we've had you on, mm-hmm. and I would go ahead and say that, um, have you ever seen that SpongeBob gif where everything's on fire and they're running around? Yes. That's, that's kind of what's happening right now. Things are crazy. It's awesome. It's perfect. The top four in the beginning of the season was somewhere along the lines of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Ohio State, Arkansas, or not Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. and then maybe Ohio, yeah, I don't know, like some other Penn State was in there. But as of right now, the top four currently: Alabama, Penn State, Georgia, TCU. Ohio State suffers that loss early on. Uh, Clemson suffers a loss just a couple weeks ago. Oklahoma suffers a loss. USC suffers a loss. I should have said they were in that top region, too. I mean, is this one of the more – Washington's there, absolutely. Michigan's one of those teams who was highly touted coming into the season. Is this – I don't even know how to phrase this. Is this one of the more crazy college football seasons so far as, like, upsets? I would say that this is more so, like, par for the course because the last couple years have been – a little bit more boring than we're used to, but um, this is putting the committee in a tough spot. I want to see if the Big 12 gets left out again, how that whole thing is going to go. I want to see um, how it's going to shake out if two from the same conference are going to get in. I still don't believe that's going to happen, but these teams are not making it easy on the committee, and I love it. Well, and at this point, it's clear that 
a one-loss team will more than likely make the playoff, correct? Yeah, it's looking that way, but I'm, I am I wouldn't be surprised if we get four undefeated in there. Quick question. What if, and I know this is obviously a long way away and a lot of things have to happen, but South Florida, they're at number 16 right now. They've just been blowing people out of the water. They've got a great offense. If they run the table, they have a, another ranked matchup at the end of the year against UCF. If they run the table, do you put them in over like a one-loss Big Ten champion? I'm guessing no, right? I say no. Well, I, I would say no, but my thing is I think that the Ohio State loss looks worse and worse now, um, getting blown out at home against Oklahoma, who loses to Iowa State. Yeah. But um, if we're looking at it, I think Alabama's going to finish the season undefeated. I, I really like TCU. Um, I think Penn State is going to run the table in the Big Ten. And then I got a little surprise for you boys. I think the U is back. I think the University hey. Ooh. Ooh, now. They, Love it. They, they don't have any uh, tough away games. They get Syracuse at home this week. They get Virginia Tech at home. Um, granted, they're going to have to play uh, Clemson probably at some point. But, I mean, Florida State, that's going to be a win. They're just Their schedule turned out perfectly, and they kind of look like a team of destiny until they get that four spot and have to play Saban and the boys. How much of that do you credit to them having a turnover chain? I would put it all on the turnover chain. I think Good. that is the oh, man, greatest yeah. thing in college football right now. Good. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, the turnover chain is – Obviously, the best, and they've. I mean, that's a team too. I, I used to support Miami much more than I do now, but still have a, a nice place in my heart. And they, I mean, the wins against Florida State and Georgia Tech the past two weeks, games that it looked like they might lose, games that kind of trip people up, and they found weird ways and kind of crazy ways towards the end to win. I, I like that, Tyson. That's a good. Uh, that's, Tyson's a bold man. Yeah, that's yeah. The man. I'm normally wrong, so that would have been. But I, I want Miami in there. As far as, so you, you were talking about you like TCU, but Georgia, one of those teams that I don't really think a lot of people expected up there currently at number three. What, um, I mean, do you think that Nick Chubb and the boys are for real out of the, out of the uh, what is that, the East? They'd be SEC East, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're really good, but the problem is the East is so weak, and True. it has been for Kentucky's a in second. Um, there's two good teams over there. I think that Florida... Um, after that loss to LSU, they're completely out of the running of winning the East. Uh, they look bad. Tennessee, obviously, is just – they're still there. They're not good. Uh, Kentucky. But I think what's going to come down to is they're going to have to go play in Atlanta against Nick Saban and that Alabama team that uh, looks <laughs> – they look pretty good. i got to be honest. I'm yeah. not a fan, but yeah. they, they look pretty angry. And uh, I think they got, like, all 61 first-place votes for this week, yep. which is pretty impressive. <laughs> yep. Um I would I would say Georgia is for real, but it's just kind of the curse of Alabama. It's whoever's the best from the East, they can go undefeated until they have to play those guys, and it never turns out well. Right. So then you were talking about how much you like the TCU, the Horned Frogs. Yes. Perhaps the best mascot in in the entire league. I don't know. I like I like that. Um, but coming down the pipe later in the season, they do have a game at Oklahoma. Do you think that maybe if Oklahoma, I mean, because right now Oklahoma's second place in the Big Twelve. Currently, TCU obviously up front, 3-0 in the conference, 6-0 overall. Do you think that perhaps, I mean, does that game decide if one of these two, I mean, because I could see a world where a one-loss Oklahoma makes the playoff. I could too, but the thing with me that bothers me about Oklahoma, we know how great their offense is, but that secondary is super weak, and I think that Kenny Hill can exploit that. Um, Kenny Trill. No, in, in he dropped the Trill moniker. Oh, yeah. But, he doesn't uh, go by it anymore. Yeah, he, dro- he dropped that, but... Oh, uh, I Always do believe Kenny that 
Gary Patterson will have something for Lincoln Riley. I think that that's really what we're seeing, that it's a first-year head coach. He has all the talent in the world on offense. They're going to be able to recruit, but not barely being able to sneak by Texas in a game they probably shouldn't have won, um, getting the brakes beat off him by Iowa State. I know that was a close game, but anytime Iowa State beats you, it counts as getting the brakes beat off. But uh, mm. I just, I mean, this is another year where the Big 12 is um, going to be in jeopardy of if Oklahoma can beat TCU, the committee's really going to have to look hard at that one because um, I know Oklahoma beat Ohio State, but that was so early in the season. We've seen how that works out with the committee kind of ranking those losses as much lower. And no conference championship game, is that correct, in the Big 12? No conference championship game? Yeah, that's that's a huge deal. Uh, They did put one in, right? Is that coming next season? I think that is next year. I think that takes effect next year. I don't think there is one this year. Yeah, I think that takes effect next year. I think you guys are right. Well, hopefully you're also going to be bad radio. Well, it's generally bad radio. But (laughs) (laughs) So if we're talking about – you were talking about how you think Big Ten – I mean, obviously – one of the more star-studded, um, I don't know, conferences in the entire entire college football slate, I would say. So Penn State, you think, runs the table. Do you think that yeah. Wisconsin – I mean, with Wisconsin coming out of the West, those two teams potentially meet in a in a Big Ten championship game, and you you still have Penn State beating Wisconsin? Wisconsin, I think, is the most overrated, overhyped team in all oh, college man. football. I think they got the easiest schedule. Um, out of all 128 mm-hmm. teams, they get one tough game, and it's against a Michigan team who's not very good, and they get to play them at home, and they get to play straight cupcakes until they have to go um, to the Big Ten championship game because I do think they'll beat Michigan. Um, I think Harbaugh's going to be out in the next two seasons. That's Wow. Like wow. return guys. back up to the pros, or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think he'll go back. Uh, I don't know for who, but, uh, yeah, I think he's going to overstay his welcome. I mean, it's already weird. He's been at the night at recruits' houses and stuff. I don't know. So That's I just a classic <laughs> sleepover. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Probably just told stories and slept and a in. Seventeen-year-old hanging out. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, just a, it's just a sleepover, Tyson. Don't. Oh well, yeah. in that case, he'll be fine. But yeah. I do think Wisconsin is incredibly overhyped. I think they get the benefit of being one of the better teams in the Big Ten without having to play any of the other good teams in the Big Ten until that Michigan game. And like I said, that's at home. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're undefeated until that Big Ten championship. But I, I would. Ninety percent cross off Wisconsin for making the college football playoff. All right. Um, so with all that being said, that's kind of the current slate. So is your current top four as goes: Alabama, Penn State, Georgia, TCU? Yes, but I don't. I like I said, I don't think that's going to hold. Right. So let's talk about down the road. Right now, gun to your head, and I don't know who's the gunman, but I'm very sorry you're in this situation. <laughs> um, you have to pick your playoffs right now of who you think will be in the playoffs at the end of the season. Who do you pick? Um, I think it's going to be Alabama. I think you got Penn State in there. Like I said, I think Miami's going to make it. And then that four spot's really up for grabs. But uh, I would say TCU is in the driver's seat of that right now. All they got to do is run the table. There is, there is a Big 12 championship game. Norman, but um, I believe in Gary Patterson. I believe in the visor. I believe in the Horned Frogs. And I think Kenny Hill is a lot better than we give him credit for because it's fun to make fun of the guy. I don't think it's fun to make fun of the guy. I'm a big Kenny Trill guy. Well, that I think that's making fun of him, isn't it? Why? Because I don't think he likes being called Kenny Trill. Well, he yeah. was the one who started that when he was coming <laughs> over for Johnny Football. Well, that was I think that that was kind of as a all right. There's like Money Manziel, Johnny Football, all this, and then they had another kind of prolific athletic quarterback, and they gave Tyler him Murray. that moniker. 
and then he he has said at TCU now, I don't want to be called Kenny Trill. The Trill well, days I, are behind me. That was a that was a Texas A and M. So is he saying he's not Trill now? I, I don't even know what that means. Kenny but is Hill. he not Trill? He's not Trill. I think the only Trill one in sports is Willie Cauley Stein. Trilly, but Love he it. dropped that too, didn't he? I, is I there some kind of just because he plays in Sacramento? And is there some kind of trill about Sacramento? Negative connotation floating around the word trill. Should this be FC? Is are we breaking rules right now? I don't know. We're going to need Jackson to do a deep dive on the comments next article Ooh. on what the word really means. Hey now, word trill really Jackson means. Jackson Wagner, primetime journalist, cover reporter. It's a quavering or warbling sound. There you go. <laughs> okay, you so go. yeah, he's a warbling quarterback. I don't even know what warbling means. Sounds like wobbling. Um, okay, so I feel that I feel good about that college football wrap up. Tyson, let's let's quickly um, completely do a three sixty here, as Jason hey. Kidd would say. We talked about that earlier. Um, Call back. Your Philadelphia, your Philadelphia Eagles are looking really, really, really good. Are, yeah. are you? Are you? I know you're kind of a pessimist. I, yeah, I was gonna say like cynical. I mean, you generally don't like things until they're like pretty much eliminated or so because you don't want to build yourself up. Um, which a lot of that I think falls on you being a Mets fan and a Suns fan your whole life. Um, and an Eagles fan. Yeah, true. But it seems like things are finally coming together for Carson Wentz and the boys. The offensive line looks great. Alshon Jeffries fitting in. Zach Ertz is one of the better pass-catching tight ends in the league right now. You've got LeGarrette yes. Blount. I mean, is, is this – like, where are you at on the hype meter right now for your Eagles? Um, I'm about a four. <laughs> that's like the highest I'll ever go. But uh, I will say that, I mean, for four more days, they're going to have the best record. Joke's on and you, the scale's out of four. Yeah, they got the best record in football. And, uh, I mean, the defensive line is, I think, the best in the NFL. But my favorite thing about this NFL season is Andy Reid clock management the last two weeks mm. has cost the Chiefs two games, and that has been fantastic for me to watch. I mean, what else would you expect? It's Andy Reid. He's... I was gonna make my classic too busy eating hot dogs under his play call sheet to to call the game, but Andy Reid's That's looking. Menu. That's not a play call sheet. Andy Reid's looking thin. Takeout menu. Andy Reid's looking thin. Um, so you're you're hyped on the Eagles. You're not hyped on the Eagles. You're not buying the hype. Are you a Wentz fan? I don't know where you're at anymore. I'm a, I'm on the Wentz wagon, but uh, we saw how massively he declined in the later half of last season. I don't think that's going to happen, as you guys probably saw. He's the front runner right now in Vegas for the MVP trophy. Oh man! I don't think that'll happen either. But um, I mean, if you look at the Eagles' schedule, they could go fourteen and two. They could go five and eleven. It's absolutely crazy. Right. I don't really know how this whole thing is going to go, but um, I do expect them to be in the playoffs. I think that Dallas is kind of shooting themselves in the foot with uh, keep, rocket uh, launchers. Keep putting off the Zeke suspension, and then eventually he's going to miss. Um, some, some pivotal divisional games, yeah. which are going to cost Dallas, I think, a shot, uh, trip to the playoffs. I don't think the Cowboys are getting back. Hmm. All right. Um. Well, last thing I want to bring up. I got one more question. Oh, right. well. we'll have Jackson do his as first. Well. No, you go first. Well, mine's just going to make Tyson sad, I think. Oh, okay. My question. It about the sun? No, it's totally not. Oh, that was bad, though. I'm sorry about that. Um, My question for you is, the Dodgers into the World Series. Are you secretly playing for the Dodgers, and is your name actually Chris Taylor? Because uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking about going. I'm either going to be him or Billy Mays for Halloween. I'm not sure yet. But okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Billy Mays would be pretty good. I think. I think that'd be good too. But uh, no, I'm not. Oh, you can't look like Chris Taylor. You look a lot like Chris Taylor. My name's Jose Altuve. Oh, uh, really? We look more like MVP. MVP. I'm I'm 
I don't want the Yankees to win, and I don't want the Dodgers to win. So this is where I'm at. This is a terrible, terrible postseason for all Mets fans across the entire world. Um, yeah, Syndergaard's just hanging out at the other team's games. What the heck? Well, it's because he's getting ready to put on pinstripes. Yeah, I know. It's sad. All right. Real sad. My final question for you, Tyson. 124 to 76. What, what Are you excited for a top three pick, or where are you at? Well, this is where I'm getting confused because the last four lottery picks all play the same positions that Michael Porter Jr. would play. Mm-hmm. The best player on their team plays the same spot as Luka Doncic. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, I don't know if he's like a power forward or a center. He's, he's very really tall. Um, I, I, I'm so... I'm so I'm wearing a sun shirt right now, actually, um, mm. but I am already out on the NBA season. That's but upsetting. I did like what the Thunder did last night. That was pretty cool. Do you think that there's possibility for Devin Booker to knock out punch Eric Bledsoe in a practice? I think that there's possibility that Bledsoe could run through the whole team. I think it'd have to be the other Oof. way around. That. Hmm. What do you guys think about the Suns doing their little synchronized? That was uh, amazing. Break. Yeah. Literally all five facing the same direction, turn, sprint at the exact same time. I mean, if you're talking about – they lost by, what, 48 that game? But if you're talking about creativity, synchronization, wow, they're top of the the league. 11 or 9 in the first quarter, and they lose by 40. I don't know what's going on. Josh Jackson, rookie of the year. They're not Um, letting Bledsoe shoot. He had a cool dunk. Yeah, one. But, (laughs) I mean, Lonzo Ball uh, looks like he's going to be in for a rough – Rough 82 games with how Patrick Beverly treated him. I think yeah. that's only the start. I don't but, like to be this guy, but right now, if you're picking a rookie of the year, your boy Baby Dirk. It's Milo's Tiedowicz, hey, probably. You, you knew my pick before this season was Dennis Smith, and I, I'm going to stick by that. That's my guy. I agree. I like Dennis Smith. And the fact he went at number nine bothers me a lot because Lowry went at seven, and that, that's well, upsetting. He's gonna win, he might win rookie of the year just because the other power forwards on the Bulls are uh, – either nursing injuries or suspended. Right. So From creating the injuries. Well, and apparently the second bout of that is when Bobby gets back, well, I guess actually after the six to eight weeks from when Nico gets back from concussion, the second bout is, is apparently scheduled. So, Oh, that'll be I want to rematch. Go round two. Money Mayweather promotion. Ooh, ooh now. I think Bobby would probably be the one fighting under May's tutelage. But Who ever looked in Bobby Portis's eyes and said, that's the guy that I want to try to fight right now? The only person I could ever yeah. imagine doing such a thing would be Crazy Eyes Kurt Thomas. Yeah, Kurt Thomas might. Kurt, because Kurt Heinrich might be able to take him. Hey, now. Uh, you, you know me far too well. Uh, <laughs> Draymond. Um, I mean, that's, that's a, Stephen Adams might be able to get him, but that's about it in if the you, NBA, I think. If you had to pick one person to start an all-out brawl like bench clearing brawl like we're talking malice in the palace right now in the nba it's draymond right give me tony allen like i still (laughs) still have a problem with him because i don't he strikes me as more kevin garnett than bobby portis when it comes to that stuff he's really good at talking and he's really good at uh illegally kicking people and stuff but i've never seen him square in the satchel yeah i mean david west is the enforcer he was last season and so we saw how that worked out when Tristan Thompson got in his face Draymond was nowhere to be found but uh yeah I mean if I'm going I mean Tyson Chandler would be a pretty good one I think yeah. he could Ooh, Ty Crane clear. yeah the best high school basketball player of all time they say that's that is something they say that's true all right Tyson well um as always we appreciate you jumping on the horn here with the West Coast Bias Show hey, always welcome quick, before I hop off I just want to let you guys know that Sam Ellinger and Texas are going to win a national championship before he I graduates I don't disagree I mean 
I watched Sam Ellinger in Texas. I and Tom Herman, obviously a very good coach. Oh, but better than Coach I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I was looking at – I meant to include this in my South Florida question, and then we kind of – it seemed like we needed to not talk about South Florida as much. But Charlie Strong, who I was very sad when he went to Texas as a big Texas hater, I thought he was going to turn that program around, couldn't. Now doing what he could not do at South Florida, obviously against weaker teams, but also not able to recruit as much. Will te- is, is Texas going to come back? Do you actually believe that? Or is there well, something can, wrong with I that program? I Miami in the playoffs, so I'm trying to get back to the mid-'80s. I think it, All right. 10 years we're going to get Texas, Miami, Notre Dame, and uh, Penn State, I guess, would be the last one. But hmm. I'm all in on Sam Ellinger. I think that him taking over Shane Bouchelle's job was massive for Texas. I really like Chris Warren. I think that Colin Johnson, that's their 6'6 wideout. I think he's a sophomore. Um, he's going to be an absolute beast. But uh, the excitement is back, and that's what Charlie Strong couldn't bring back to Texas, um, no matter how hard he tried. And, I mean, they took USC to overtime at home, or oh, on the road at USC, I guess. They um, barely lost to Oklahoma, and he's played really, Sam Ellinger has played really well. I do have a problem with how Tom Herman utilizes him. I think he rolls him out to the wrong side too much, and Ellinger, as a freshman, can't get his hips around and make those throws, but... That'll come, and I do think that Texas, um, yeah, like I said, I think they're going to win a national championship within the next four years. Wow. Well, I mean, that's I, – I would call that a bold prediction, but I, I – kind of how I roll. Well, no, and I, I, I agree, though. I mean, it's bold for sure. Calling a national championship from any team besides Alabama at this point is bold. But – True. I mean, yeah, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now True. in college football. But – yeah, and I'm never going to say those words. I've no. picked against him for 10 years in a row. I'm going to keep doing it. Are you still mad at Coach O? Is that still not going good? Yeah, that was the Les Miles game. That was Les. Oh. <laughs> well, not one with the halftime. Uh, they handed him the 2007 uh, team and the trophy, and everyone mobbed him, and they came back out and won. I'm still mad at him for overstepping his bounds and getting on Matt Canada and costing him a game against Troy of all teams, but – I mean, I don't know how they're back in the top twenty-five, but did you well, did, to watch them play in the? I think it's because potato championship bowl. I think they're back in the top twenty-five because Les Miles ate some grass this week. Do you guys know he has a podcast that it's like the worst thing, Oof. probably on the airwaves. Yeah, huh. it it's definitely nice. not as good as the West Coast Buy Show available on iTunes podcast. Boom! Oh, well, yeah, boom! That's a good plug. Download, boom. re-download, delete, re-download, subscribe, podcast. unsubscribe, resubscribe, there delete, re-download. Do the works. Did you see uh, Auburn's mascot, by the way, dressed up once when Auburn was ahead in that LSU game? It pulled out like a cape and a sword and a Troy Trojan outfit, essentially, wow. on the sideline. Yeah. That's, oh, man. that's funny, too, because uh, Auburn's the only team uh, that's played at Death Valley from Alabama that hasn't won since 1999, so they can keep dressing up all they want. But okay, wow. wow. Well, you might need to, to sit, I don't know, shove your head in the freezer. You need to simmer down. Simmer down now. No. Now I'm on fire. <laughs> boy. All right, Tyson, as always, we appreciate you joining us and letting me and Jackson sit in the, the back row while you drive for 30 minutes on radio. That's always fun for us. Hey, yo. You're welcome. And by the way, Leonard Fournette, Rookie of the Year. I don't – I don't know. Okay, we'll have you on Monday, and we'll <laughs> we'll break that down. Okay. All right, bro. I'll Sounds good. Hey, later. as always, thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. I missed that. What was his last thing? I think he said bye. Oh. Right as I – what no? What did he want to? What else did he want to say? Oh, Leonard Fournette, Rookie of the Year. Oh, if you're still listening, Tyson, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You Sorry. were all over Deshaun Watson last week.
No, I've been. A, I'm a Jaguar fan. Oh wait, oh. is Tyson still on? No, he's off. Oh. Wait, Tyson? No, never mind. Tyson. I was all. I've been all over Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's gone. He's a Jaguar guy, and he scored a touchdown in the first six games. What? <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break here on the West Coast Bias Show on KBJ, and we will be right back, and we will round out your Friday morning sports talk. Stay tuned. So we should make a little, conjugate a little, maybe even make the world a better place a little. We could turtle dove, Dixieland a lie. You know it can be wrong when it feels so right. It all comes down to you and me, girl. There's just not enough love in the world. So we should make a little, and make a little more tonight. West Coast by a show powering you through your Friday morning. Hopefully you are fully caffeinated. Hopefully, I don't know. You, you don't have to be. Yeah. That's not a not a demand. That's a good way to get through to Friday. I, hey, it's that's a good a, way to get through. It's not a requirement every day. by any means, but. Mass caffeination. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think caffeination. so. Caffeination. Um, anyway, as while we are at the break, also thanks to Tyson Gentry for joining us last break. Um, we had a Twitter response from his brother, Jake Gentry. We were comparing him to Chris Taylor. Which, if you haven't seen the picture, yeah, we tweeted it out. Yeah. There. Jackson there, tweeted one, and it looks very similar looking. Looks pretty, pretty similar. But uh, his brother pointed out, as well as Andrew Luck, is in that mix too. Yeah. The three of them, True. three of them are very, very identifiable together, I would say. But um, at the break, I was reading through my Twitter feed. And Pat McAfee, former cold punter, current barstool sports guy, tweeted seven years ago at this exact minute, I was sitting in solitary confinement, thinking, "You cannot be buying a hundred shots of tequila on a Tuesday, Pat." And that's following his arrest for public intoxication on a Tuesday <laughs> in, in the middle of the week. Oh There's boy, mugshot. <laughs> that's a not a good mugshot. <laughs> I just think not I'm, good. I, I just think that's funny. Yeah, that's good. He, speaking of punters who aren't afraid to run down and throw a hit stick, Man, Pat McAfee. That dude, yeah, he was not afraid of anything. He still is no. not afraid of anything. I don't think so, no. no he's now a big, big personality on Twitter. Absolutely. All right, podcast world. so to round out the show here, NBA is back, and if yeah. you haven't got the vibe from me and Jackson yet that we are just a couple of very, very serious basketball junkies, we know football enough to get by. Baseball is kind of a foreign concept to us, and Jackson's quite into uh, soccer while I am quite into horse racing. Who? That's pretty much the show oh, dynamic. Horse racing is great. Don't. Not as I'm not as into it. I'll let you have horse racing, but I will I will be excited if we ever talk about it. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I'm just saying. The Breeders' Cup is coming up in a couple in of weeks, summer. and I'm going to it, and I won't be here on a Friday. I feel like now is the time to break that news to oh, you. Oh, no. All right, I'll get Zach Allen in here. There you go. We'll have a Cover better show. the show, show, and I will call in. There you go. You live talk about from horses. San Diego. I just like horse names, essentially. There's some good horse names out there. Yeah. I think my favorite is Cindergard. Uh, Cindergard's good. Named after Noah? Yeah. Adonis There's- Creed. Adonis Creed's a good horse. Wait, are these the ones you're? Are you just making these up, or are you no, just saying these are the actual names horses. of other people? These are okay. no, these are actual horses that ran at Saratoga this year that I'm a big fan of. Okay, I got you. Uh, Degrom is a horse who's won a couple races after Jacob Degrom. No, yes, after Jacob. How many other Mets players have those? Are the only two I can think of. Those are the only two I can think of. Well, Saratoga, one of the biggest tracks, is in New York, so I think that's just kind of how that goes. Yeah. But all right, so we are going to wrap up the show here with a little more NBA talk because we didn't actually do NBA 
Yeah, we touched on some headlines. We hit it in the headlines segment, which also, this headline segment's working out well for us. I I just don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. So things we're impressed with so far in the NBA season, I will get it started, and there's really only been one or two games by every team. I am stupid impressed with... You know, I was really concerned with how this Thunder team was going to get oh, by. You stole mine. Oh, did I? Yeah, it's sorry, right. sorry. Same. But uh, I was, you know, when we we talked about it right as the team formed, that we didn't think it made sense ball sharing wise and moving the rock and and ball movement wise. I would like to say that I was all on board though. I said I'm not sure exactly how concerned. it works, but I think it's going to work really well. And it, boy, did. And I think just looking, I mean, obviously it's one game, but looking at it, Russ. Russ doesn't really want to shoot from the outside. Melo just wants to chuck threes and like mid-range jumpers from the post in isolation. Paul's going to get his transition buckets and his, you know, right. he, he can shoot the three as well. Russ is just going to attack. If he if if the window's open, let him attack. If it's not, now you've got Melo who's f- perfectly fine I think with just catching and shooting threes right. no, open no all day. No doubt. Well, 20, that, 28 and 6 for George, 21, 16 and 10, another triple double for Russ and 22 that, points for Melo. That's what that's, I was going to say is that like the thing well, that shocks me about this was I didn't think that he would, he being Russell Westbrook, would still be able to have these triple double like performances so regularly because I didn't think that yeah. getting to the rack. I mean, the guy had ten rebounds. You've got guys like Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, and Stephen Adams down there fighting for position in the in the paint. I mean, all those guys are not afraid to post up. Yeah, and and still Westbrook ten rebounds, sixteen assists. I think is going to be something you're going to need to get used to because I think he's going to be without quite you said Chris Paul's gonna be the assist leader I, I, I think yeah. without question yeah. Westbrook will just there were plays last night where he would run into the paint and realize that he wasn't gonna have a layup and just throw it out to either Paul George or Carmelo Anthony and they would knock down a three yeah so I mean this team is a I think this team's good like I I, I will agree I was the first one not literally the first one but I came on Right after the trade happened with Carmelo Anthony and said, I don't think this works. Yeah. I don't know how this works. It'd be great if it did, but I don't know if it will. And I will eat my words. Not literally, because that would mean I'd have to write them down and then eat them. But, gross. Jackson, just I gross. feel like I got a little fired up right there. So let's just, uh, just wiggle your let's toes a little just bit. Just calm down a little. Calm, calm, calm yourself down a little. Do, do, take, a little do, 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 do. take a little load off, Jackson. I've been impressed. There were. I just want to touch on a couple individual let's performances. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's whip around. A couple of them unicorns. Giannis Antetokounmpo, definitely. Rumbo. He is. I mean, there were talks about him potentially being now in the discussion for MVP this season. I think he backed that up very well. Thirty-seven and thirteen in his debut, beat the Celtics, and they just had no. There's just no answer for a guy that can dribble the way that he can while also being able to dunk from essentially like the free throw line. Right. At any point, and right. he can euro step around you from outside the three-point line, and then also dunked on you. 37-13. He ran 37 minutes. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, he's he's going to be just, un, uh, yeah. I mean, unstoppable is, like, the only word I can think of. Kevin Durant said he might be the best player ever. But even unstoppable, like. It, it the, doesn't sell it enough. If it, Literally, if, if he can develop any, any kind of an outside shot, if he goes one yeah. of four from, from range, he will be one of the absolute best players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he scored 37 points when people don't respect his jump shot. Right. Right. I, I uh I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm big on I'm big on the Greek freak. Like you said, the way he I mean his his arms stretch side to side are pretty much seven feet. Him standing yeah. straight up and down is pretty much seven feet. He dribbles like a point guard. He runs like a sprinter. He jumps like a gazelle. 
I should have said that for running. I don't know what, what jumps good. He jumps yeah. like, I don't know, kangaroo. I don't know. He's, he's an incredible athlete. Um, one player I want to highlight while we have a minute here, Yeah. Andrew Wiggins. Fresh off that new contract. Played well. People talking about how is he going to be the, the third man off this team behind Butler and Towns. Game one against the Spurs, he was numero uno. 26 points on the night, 4 of 6 from range, 9 of 14. And there were stretches where he was the only of those three elites out there. Yeah. He was the only one out there, and he was balling it up, yeah. carrying that He's, scoring load. Yep. Hitting jumpers. I, I, I agree with you. I'm all in on Andrew Wiggins. I am too. I mean, people were talking about how I don't know if he's a max player with his defensive deficiencies and whatnot, but even if he can just kind of cover the defensive side of things and let guys good. like Butler and Towns and Taj yeah. Gibson and even Jeff Teague, who's a fine defensive point guard, yeah. take over the rest of it, this, te- this team's good. I mean, obviously going out game one against the Spurs is kind of a death sentence almost. And the Spurs without Kawhi Leonard. You know, I, I took the under on the Spurs this year. You did. They. I told you. Dej- what did I say? Dejounte Murray. Hey, is I like Dejounte Murray. I remember him when he played at UW. Un- unreal. I'm Another, a fan of Dejounte. Just want to touch quickly the other side of that OKC game. Kristaps Porzingis. If that guy had any right. help in New York, wow, they could be an amazing right. team. Thirty-one for him. He he balled out. And then D'Angelo Russell deloading. We big. I think we're both big fans of him. Thirty points in his debut for the uh, for the Nets. Well, and I don't know what Brooklyn. I they, they lost to Indiana 144 to 140. What a well, game yeah, there. Well, yeah, it's just two teams with no but defense. Jeremy Lin, done for the season, D-Lo. torn patella. That's D-Lo's a tough get his chance. That's a tough injury. Yeah, for Chris anybody. He's going to get a lot. So, I mean, that, that really complicates this net season. And for Cavalier purposes, that adds a lot of value to that number one pick because this team's better when Lin's yeah. on the floor. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's. This NBA season is back full swing. There's a good slate of games tonight, Jackson. I know you're excited. I'm excited. It kicks off. Are you ready? Yeah. Cavs Bucks. Oh, what a game! Woo. What a game! So excited. NBA is the best. Next up, That's Warriors Pelicans. That'll be something. Lakers Suns Battle of the Bad Rookies and go. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. This NBA season. You're freaking out. Are you okay? There's a bug flying around. In oh, here. I thought maybe you were having some it. kind of a, a, a seizure or no. something. No. No. Just just protecting myself. Protecting neck. All right. Well, hey. I feel good about it. Thank Basketball's you. back. And we, we here on the West Coast Basketball Show. Oh, Basketball Show. That sounds more like a South thing, though. Basketball. Anyway, that's anyway, a bad we're, way we're to happy, close, We're happy Thank you for listening. We're happy basketball. Back. Back. That is we're our happy. show for Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. We will see you back here fresh and early Monday morning, and we will be highly caffeinated. At least half of us will. Peace. At least. Yeah, we'll see. Play us out. Lionel Richie.